Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and DJ Pig. Thank you for tuning in uh, with us at All You Need to Know. My name is Quinn Eaton. I'm DJ Pig. And we have a topic today, uh, a topic that we probably wish was under different circumstances. Uh, and this is this is a topic that we did not know if we should cover mm-hmm. uh, just because of its sheer uh, sadness, mm-hmm. like the, the, the effect that it's had on the world. But then again, uh, we've, we've talked amongst ourselves and our friends, and it seems like everyone has some sort of story, something that they've gathered from this tremendous loss of Kobe Bryant, as well as everyone else uh, who lost their lives uh, on the, in the tragic helicopter crash uh, this past Sunday. Um, but we, we decided that we were going to cover it. Of course, at All You Need to Know, we usually cover something, and it's a lighthearted subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that we are we enjoy to talk about, and we make we make light of in the most part. But f- for this episode, uh, we decided that we're really going to uh, buckle down, and we're really trying to celebrate. And mm-hmm. I know, and it's really easy to get caught up in the sadness of everything, but we're trying to celebrate uh, as far as you know Kobe Bryant, this topic that we're tackling today. Um, and we decided to roll with the podcast because we felt like it was right. Don't, don't you think? I mean, are we credible enough? Do you think that we're equipped? I mean, what what gives us the right to talk about this, right? But then again, don't you feel like we have something to say? Well, we always have something to say. We do. Are we well enough equipped? No. No, but we're going to try our best. Right. And that is why we're not going to just sit here and talk today. We have designed this episode. The objective of this episode is to describe and present the impact that Kobe Bryant had on so many people. Uh, we've got different types of people, so many different types of people. We've got four people on, on the phone that we're going to talk to. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's just going to offer a bunch of different perspectives. We're going to offer some perspectives as well. Uh, because you, you're, you of course are a coach, Mm -hmm. uh, and a basketball player uh, Mm -hmm. or former basketball player. Right. Uh, I'm I'm an athlete, of course. Right. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying, like that that's an, that's a no. That's what you are. A, something that I can bring to the table. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, we're going to talk to four different people, and we're really excited about uh, just getting some perspective on this. We're going to talk to a casual sports fan, someone mm-hmm. that I think I think everyone can relate to. We're going to talk to an athlete uh, that's in collegiate athletics right now and is a female because mm-hmm. we know that. Kobe Bryant had a, a very large impact uh, and was doing great things for women women right. athletics. Uh, and then we've got a teacher and a former coach that we're going to talk to, and a father. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll, he'll offer some insight on there. And then we're also going to talk to someone that has basically covered uh, sports his entire life. Mm-hmm. Someone that's been involved in sports his entire life is a sports writer and journalist. Mm-hmm. And we're very excited that we have everyone uh, you know that that's willing to offer this, and and that that's that speaks to this subject that we're trying to cover. It's it's kind of with a heavy heart that we have to do so, right. but everyone feels like they can contribute something to this conversation, and that's why DJ and I sat here and and we we said we can't just do this just talking back and forth. I mean we could, right. but that wouldn't do it justice. We need right. a, we need to focus on the people that it impacted. Uh, of course, right. we can represent some of that, but that's why we decided to gather all of these different people uh, for these different perspectives, and I think it's going to be really great. So we're going to be joined by them on the phone one by one, uh, and then we'll have some closing uh, statements. But uh, what what is something, I mean, it's it's been all out throughout the news. It's been something that really just kind of shocked the world, like the, the thudding 
suddenness of mm-hmm. this news that that was that uh, was happening. Um, it's it's rough. It's it's something that for some reason I've struggled with. Uh, I've, I I've, I've felt like I've had a loss. Uh, how, how how can you describe uh, how you felt, and then just maybe uh, how Kobe impacted your life as far as a basketball player and, and a now coach? Well, he was somebody that you could try to model after, not right. whether as a player or as a coach. His his focus and the intensity that he brought. Uh, Unrivaled, day. really. Oh yeah. So yeah. I mean, you hear stories about Michael Jordan and mm-hmm. whatnot, and. Um, you've got a lot of similar stories that you hear about Kobe in those regards. Um, but probably just that level of intensity and focus that, uh, and the amount of people that he influenced with that. So many people. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and that's all the stories are pouring in. Uh, you're seeing a lot of great stories uh, as far as uh, he offered to help someone here or he sent a video to someone uh, that needed some encouragement. You know, it's, it's just right. one of those things that a lot of things that you didn't see but now are coming to the surface mm-hmm. uh, because of this. And uh, it happened It happened so suddenly uh, is, is another thing. It's being uh, compared to uh, the death of John Lennon, maybe the death of Princess Diana, right. which those were events that you and I were not uh, actually a part of. Right. Um, but this is really our generation's first loss such as this, and it, and it's, it carries a great weight. Um, and I know it's affected a lot of people. But Kobe, for me, I mean, growing up, uh, he's, a, he's a reason why I got into sports. Uh, right. He's the reason why my favorite number is 24. Mm-hmm. He's the reason why I'm a Lakers fan. I had to go through some rough years. But whenever I first got in there, 2009, 2010, call me a bandwagon fan. I, well. You know, you can throw that at me. But it was just, it was, he got me into sports. And I think, I think you could ask a ton of people around the world and they would say the exact same thing. And so that's why this has just been so, so strange. I have I still haven't been able to wrap my head around the idea. Right. Uh, but it, it's just something that uh, has has for some reason stopped the world. It seems like it stopped spinning, in, in, of course, for a second, but uh, it keeps moving on. So, mm-hmm. um, but I think that we should probably start getting to some of these calls, right? Because Absolutely. of course we offered our perspective, but this is really about the people, right? Mm-hmm. We want to hear what the people have to say. And we want to hear their their input because theirs is just as important as important as ours. Um, so we're going to start with a common uh, fan of the game, uh, all athletics really. Someone that you could probably, if there's a sports Jeopardy mm-hmm. out there, uh, he needs to sign up. Uh, we're going to be joined on the phone by Garrett Hal. Garrett, thank you for joining us. Garrett Hal, uh, one of my lifelong friends and someone that DJ has also known for quite for, some time. Yeah, for yeah. a while. Um, but Garrett, how are you doing? Good. How about you guys? Pretty, pretty well, as good as we can be, I guess. And, right. um, we have described, we're, we're, we're giving all these different perspectives, right? Uh, on this topic. And we've described you as a sports fan, just a casual sports fan, but someone that has a lot of knowledge on the subject. Do you think that that would be fair to describe you? As? I think that is a very fair description. Okay. And so that's what I thought. I feel like that'd be very fitting. And with that being said, We'll go ahead and ask you, I mean, what, what does Kobe Bryant mean to you? I mean, to me, Kobe, at, at the age I was, I didn't get to watch him and focus on him as much as other people would have. But you, everyone knows who Kobe is. So uh, just to me, he's an icon, uh, like a childhood hero almost. Because, I mean, with the Lakers, he won three with Shaq. And then the next two that he won in 09 and 10, he pretty much did it on his own in a sort of perspective because he didn't have somebody like Shaq and you know 
in your childhood, you know, everyone has that moment where you yelled Kobe shooting a paper ball into a trash can or mm. actually playing basketball. And there's always that moment where he kind of inspired you to play a certain way, I guess you'd say. Right. With his whole work ethic, he always Kobe always stressed how hard he worked and how he, he always practiced so hard. He was always prepared for the game. I think that uh, rubbed off on a lot of people. Oh, without right. a doubt. So. Garrett, as a, as a casual fan of all sports, describe the impact that you would think that Kobe had across the world of all athletics. Uh, like I said, the work ethic, because, I mean, when he decided he was going to have Kobe and Black Mamba separate as his kind of personas on and off the court, he uh, invented the Mamba mentality, per se, and everybody uses that. For example, I saw just the last, the last couple of days, Justin Thomas had Mamba mentality uh, stuck in on his uh, wedges. Right. I mean, basketball through totally different sports, but it doesn't matter because that mentality just translates to anything. It seemed it seemed like he he was able to break through the barriers of, of, of the sport. I mean, usually uh, basketball players would maybe be withheld just to basketball players, or maybe football players would only be able to have an impact and be able to give advice to other football players. But you see. Uh, just in this in the past couple days, the amount of athletes from all around the world and all different sports have have reached out and said that Kobe Bryant had a, a tremendous impact on him, and I think that that's really cool to to see, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, I agree, hundred percent. It's insane how how widespread his his mentality and personality was throughout the sports world. Yeah, and you see all these young guys. Uh, saying that they, they he reached out to him, we were talking about that a little bit before, mm-hmm. um, and it's just it's something now that you know he was he was a a living uh, legend, right? And he was able to continue to teach those guys, and now those guys basically have to go off of uh, what they had taught him or what he had taught them, mm-hmm. uh, and so that's something that it's going to be really interesting to see how his legacy is carried on. Uh, yeah, from uh, what LeBron said in his post, I really hope he does try and carry on his legacy in some way. I don't know if he will, because I don't know if LeBron is that type of person, but I hope he is, because right. it'd be a shame if it all just went away when Kobe did so young. And I don't and I don't think that'll be the case. I think we're going to see a lot of great things in the world of sports. But, uh, Garrett, thank you for offering your input uh, and giving us uh, the voice of the casual sports fan, even though I might say that you, you could probably be classified as something more than a casual sports fan. Probably right. a crazed sports fan mm-hmm. might even be a better way to describe yourself. I can understand that. I appreciate that 100%. Okay. Well, if we're on the same page there, then we'll end it with that. Garrett, thank you so much for your input, uh, and have a good one. Yep. That too. So you see the impact that you know Kobe Bryant had on someone that just watched watched him play as he grew up, kind of like how you and I did. Right. Uh, so that's kind of a similar perspective as far as uh, where we come from, uh, but someone that was just always watching sports and I'm telling you, if, if you have a, like I said, a trivia question for any sport, I think Garrett Howell is the guy that you go to if there's a trivia gotcha. night at your local, I don't know, community center. Um, but I think that that was really uh, helpful. He said a lot of great things, and mm-hmm. we really appreciate uh, Garrett joining us. Um, and now we're going to move on to, uh, it's kind of crazy, our very first female guest on the podcast. Now, we probably could have chosen a better time to have a female guest, but this is the first time we have ever had uh, a female on the podcast. Right. But we're very excited because it's some insight uh, that's that's going to be really helpful as far as uh, you know the answers that that we really can't explore. 
Right. Um, so we're going to be joined by Becca Fernandez. Mm-hmm. Becca, thank you for joining us over the phone. Um, we appreciate you uh, giving your insight on this subject. But if you want to, uh, just real quick for the audience, uh, introduce yourself uh, if, if there are people listening that don't know who you are. For sure. Hi, guys. My name is Becca Fernandez, and I'm a volleyball player here at Murray State. I have been playing since about fifth grade, and, yep, I currently play here now. I'm a business administration major, and I'm a junior. Wow, so what a brilliant synopsis that you just gave us Mm. of basically your athletic career. Um, We appreciate that. Um, And, you know, you didn't really brag on yourself about how good of a volleyball player you are. Did you want to do that real quick, or do you just want to kind of move past that? Um, I mean... I have had a lot of success in college and in my high school career. I have the state title, and I was defensive player of the year last year, which is really cool, but it was a lot, a lot, a lot to do with my teammates. So mm. I'm going to give a mm. shout-out to them. Absolutely. That's that, that sounds a little bit like what Kobe would say. And DJ's got uh, a little bit of a question for you if you're ready for it. Yeah. So, Becca, you played sports all your life. Uh, how is Kobe Bryant or – his mamba mentality helped you along the way so i i haven't been like a huge kobe fan throughout my life and i can't imagine what those people are going through because there definitely were definitely were a lot of them um because i really wasn't but this still hit me so hard um Mm. but even though i haven't there's been a quote that i've known for a long long time i'm sure it's one of his more famous ones but it's if you don't believe in yourself no one else will do it for you. And I have had to really embrace that quote a lot throughout my volleyball career because obviously I'm five foot one playing at a collegiate level and volleyball players are not genuinely short. So when I got down thinking I could have do something because of my height, I had to just remind myself that you can do it. It's not it's all in your head. It's not what other people think. It's what you think and no one else can do it but me. Like, I can only do it for myself. So I think that was really cool. I think that was one of um, something that my dad showed me when I was little, and it just kind of always stuck with me. Yeah. I didn't even – I didn't realize the power of it until, like, I got where I am today. And especially at this level, it really resonates that if your mentality is poor, then success is not going to come for you. Exactly right, and, that, that, and that's great. Um, so you were able to take that Mamba mentality, turn it into a little bit of a Becca mentality. I think that that's the great thing is every anything that Kobe said and his Mamba mentality, someone can take that and use and use that exact same saying mm-hmm. and then and use it as inspiration just as you did for your athletic career. And I mean, listen, I know this is this is a big deal. You're the first female guest that we've ever had on the podcast, so yeah. uh, we, we appreciate you joining us. Yes, well, you should be, and. Uh, Listen, let me just ask you another question. As as our representative for women's athletics, you are representing women's athletics right now, Becca Fernandez. Describe the impact that both he and his daughter were having to help uh, and then con- even continue to pave the way for women's sports. I mean, ever since, obviously, his tragic passing, it has just flooded social media with stories of him and his daughter and mm everything that they had been through and that they were going through and that he was doing for her. And I just think the sheer fact that he had such an investment in her and her career at such a young age that he made 
the whole Mamba basketball team and the sports academy kind of around her and um, the whole Mamba Sika thing, I think is so cool that he was trying to get that trademarked Mm -hmm. and she had aspirations to play in the WNBA at such a young age. I think that that's so powerful for um, people our age and younger kids to see that you have to start working hard at a young age and being him being so invested in his daughters. Like I know he had four daughters, him being so invested in them and not mattering to him that he didn't have a son really shows a lot about who he was as a person. And so I think that just um, his advocacy for women's sports in the whole Mamba Academy um, really, really shows. And it has shown in the last couple of days. Right. I hope that inspires a lot of other people. And, and I definitely think it will. Uh, there's just a lot of positivity around women's sports. And he was a huge advocate for the WNBA and, and all other kinds of uh, female athletics around the world. And you mm-hmm. see a lot of female athletes reaching out and saying that Kobe – uh, you know, was attending their games and, and that he was inspiring young young women uh, to follow uh, in, in the women's athletes' footsteps. So uh, it's just really great to see that. And we appreciate uh, your, uh, I don't know, your insight mm-hmm. on, the, on the subject. Um, and being, you, you not being a big Kobe fan yet still being impacted shows uh, just how big of a deal this has had on, on the world. I agree. So, I agree. so thank you for uh, stopping in with us, Becca. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, no problem at all. Bye. A lot of good insight there. Very, Becca. very much so, Becca. Uh, we appreciate you joining the show. Um, and now we're going to move into another perspective. Uh, and this is this is basically how the podcast is going to be. Uh, we're going to move into the perspective of a, a teacher, a former coach, uh, and even a father. Uh, we've got Tyler Brockman joining us over the phone. Hey, Tyler. How you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, no problem. If you just want to introduce yourself uh, for the audience, uh, we, we've kind of prepped you as our teacher and, and coach uh, perspective for this whole Kobe Bryant conversation, but if you just want to give a little background information for anyone that's listening. Sure. Uh, my name's Tyler Brockman. Uh, I am now in my ninth year uh, teaching at Marshall County High School, um, but I've also been involved in athletics, uh, whether it's college athletics, playing football at Murray State, or also uh, coaching high school athletics for the last uh, nine to ten years, so um, uh, I dabble in the teaching and coaching industry. All right, and we really appreciate that, and that's why we got you on board here because we wanted to get your uh, perspective. DJ's got a question for you if you're ready to go. Yeah, sounds great, guys. So, uh, as a teacher and a coach, what did Kobe Bryant mean to you? Um, well, you know, hard to put into words. Obviously, um, as a as a young person growing up in the in the peak of Kobe Bryant's greatness uh there in the mm. uh early 2000s and and mid 2000s it was uh it was something that was just really truly uh awesome to to witness uh to be a part of um as a you know as an adult uh looking back and seeing his uh development and growth as a player as a person um, it's something that, uh, you, you kind of look at and you, you realize, you know, the, the evolution of, of who he was. Um, because, you know, a lot of people just look at Kobe, the superstar from when he was winning the championships and, and all of that. But, right. uh, what most people don't think about is the fact that, you know, his first few years, 
in the NBA, he was a he was a bench player. Um, he he barely played. Right. Yeah. And so, as you know, as a as a teacher and a coach, you sit there and you try to make your your students or your players understand that you know it's it's not always going to be easy, guys. Uh, you know, even even the greatest players in the world like Kobe Bryant, um, you know, he 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 had to have Jerry West. Uh, trade a player away so that he could get into the starting lineup. Um, right, and, exactly. you know, obviously the rest is history, obviously, as far as what he did for the game of basketball and his contributions. But, um, you know, it, it's not always going to be easy, uh, but you got to stick with it. And if you work hard and, and do the things that, that you've trained your whole life to do, then good things are going to happen. Yeah, the Kobe Bryant stick to uh mm. that, that a lot of people have really – uh, clinged on to. Um, I, I would like to go and ask because it is cool. You got to grow up in an era and watch uh, Kobe Bryant's greatness. You got to see uh, some would argue peak Tiger Woods' greatness. But whenever Kobe, whenever Kobe was winning, as far as with with Shaq, and then of course he won the, the later two championships in 2009, 2010. Was it ever one of those things where uh, you were rooting against him, or was there always a part of you that was rooting rooting for him? You know, that's a great question. Um... I'm sure that if you asked, I guess that would have been 20, 21-year-old uh, me, if mm. there was ever a time where I was rooting against him, probably not. I mean, um, he for his era, obviously, you know, you can compare eras and players and those sorts of things. Sure. Um, yeah. But, I mean, Kobe Bryant was, he, he was the guy. Um, I mean, he was the best of the best. Um, and... For, for me, growing up, uh, one of the first ever sports memorabilia things that that my parents got for me was a Kobe Bryant autographed uh, poster from his rookie year. Yeah, um, that's impressive. So I have that. Um, it's not hanging up in my house; it's at my parents' house. I'm hoping that they still have that. Uh, but uh, but you know, he was he was the guy. He was mm-hmm. he was my superstar. Um, in terms of basketball, and it was one of those that, you know, for a little scrawny white guy from Murray, Kentucky, um, I thought that, you know, if you just work hard and you keep doing uh, whatever, you know, whatever your coaches tell you, that I could be, you know, the white Kobe Bryant. Um, exactly, and that's something that I think a lot of people <laughs> that didn't were out, aspiring <laughs> for. <laughs> as far as ever rooting against him, uh, Quinn, I, I don't think that I ever rooted against him. I think that there were some years maybe there where they played – uh, you know, like the year they played the Magic in the championship, mm-hmm. you kind of had a young up-and-coming Magic team that you kind of thought, man, it'd be cool to maybe see if they could kind of take the take the helm as the right. next great team. But but I was I was a Kobe guy even you know even to the very end when he was uh, he was a little bit you know older and wasn't quite as good. I was I was still a Kobe guy. Right. I think I think we were all rooting for him, especially then. Uh, it's just one of those things where you respected him as an athlete on the basketball court, but also I mean he spoke a lot of wisdom. A lot of valuable life lessons into the world. Have you have you embraced anything specifically as a teacher, even a former coach, to pass along uh, to your students and then uh, the, the students that you were coaching? You know, the the thing that everybody talks about, obviously, uh, is the is the Mamba mentality. You know, you, right? Of course, you've heard that once over the last you know three days. You've heard it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think that. The the big thing to take away from uh, what 
Kobe Bryant kind of meant to the sports world and, and the way that he carried himself um, is, you know, I, you don't have to call it the Mamba mentality. I mean, you, you can if you want, but um, is just the the ability to do the extra work, the, the things that it required. Um, the little details. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, I think that you know I saw something on Twitter the other day. Uh, and it said, you know, all these people are talking about the Mamba mentality and, oh, I'm going to do this for Kobe and I'm going to do this for Kobe. Um, and it said, you know, if you really want to embrace that idea, um, it means doing your best when nobody's looking. It means going out of your way. You know, when we talk about students, it means going out of your way in the classroom to do what's right and do uh, the best you can, whether it's studying, whether it's uh, doing your homework at night, whether it's being nice to the people in your class. Um, you know, with coaching, obviously, brings in a whole different perspective. Uh, you know, not just doing your best in the classroom, but doing your best in the weight room, um, mm-hmm. given everything you've got on the field, on the court. Um, and so, you know, to me, I think that was the big thing that kind of stood out uh, was just I, I saw a, a uh, statement by Jason Williams, uh, I guess Jay Williams, the uh, sure. former Duke basketball player, and he was talking about, how when he was still playing in the NBA, he they had a game against Los Angeles, and he was going to get to the gym and put in some extra work before the game, and he got there like two hours before the game. And so he goes out onto the court, and sure enough, Kobe Bryant's out there. Right. Uh, and Kobe's, you know, Kobe's in his prime at that point. Kobe's out there for 30 or 45 minutes, two hours before the game, going through a workout. and Probably full speed. Yeah, and, and this is, man, this is, you know, the greatest player in the world, and he's out here really busting it two hours before the game. And he said, you know, after the game, I asked him, uh, you know, Kobe, man, what, do you always do that? And I'm like, what, what was up with the workout? He said, I saw you come in, and I wanted to make sure that you knew that no matter how hard you worked, um, I was willing to outwork you and right. work harder. Um, mm. And so I think from a coaching perspective, that is, that's something that, you know, you would love to be able to translate to your kids is that no matter how hard you're working, there's there's somebody out there that's probably working harder. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got to you've got to be willing to make some of those sacrifices sometimes to do the things that aren't going to always be fun. So, right. Absolutely. That's really good stuff. And I think we can all stand to learn something, especially from that story and just all the insight that you've given us as far as how Kobe Bryant's affected you and impacted you in your life. Uh, so we appreciate we appreciate you adding in uh, the things that you said. They were they were all fantastic. Absolutely. And we uh, appreciate you being on with us, Tyler. Well, I appreciate that, guys. One last thing before before I go, and, sure. and uh, D- DJ and I got to uh, share this moment the other day, actually, uh, unbeknownst to us. Um, but I have been to to three NBA basketball games in my life. Um, two of them, the first two were. Uh, the Magic versus the Lakers. Um, wow. when I was probably 15, 16. Uh, then I also went to a Grizzlies game against the Lakers. Uh, so both of the first two games that I, that I watched in the NBA in my career, in my life, uh, were Kobe Bryant. Uh, went That's to awesome. my third NBA game on, uh, on Sunday of this week. Right. Uh, which obviously, wow. as, as we're all aware of, is, uh, the day that Kobe died. Um, right. And I happened to see DJ actually at the game. So um, very cool moment, obviously, uh, for 
for those of us that were there to see the way that, you know, the teams paid tribute to him. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, I, I got to thinking about that, uh, on Sunday of just how crazy that was that, you know, my third NBA game, the first two I'd seen Kobe play, the third one was the day that he passed away. Yeah. Almost in honor of him too. So, wow. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, just a cool little tidbit. Obviously, uh, you know, you, you hate that, that that's what you remember from that game. Uh, but, you know, pretty, pretty impressive, uh, career, obviously from Kobe Bryant. Uh, definitely. And I think that mm. as most people have kind of talked about, um, you know, his legacy, I think is going to have been a lot more than just what he did on the basketball court, which is, you know, at the end of the day, that's what you're hoping to leave behind. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, uh, that's actually really cool. That, that tidbit that you added and we appreciate it. Uh, and we, we hope to see you soon. We hope to have you on, uh, for another time. How's that sound? Guys, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, as always. No problem. So that was really great stuff from uh, our former teacher, Tyler Brockman. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of great insight to offer on the subject yes, as far did. as uh, the experiences that he's been through his life. Uh, seeing Kobe Bryant play in person, did you ever uh, have that luxury? I did not, unfortunately. I was, I was supposed to. My dad surprised me with Lakers-Grizzlies tickets one year, and Kobe, uh, it was towards the end where he was dealing with some injuries uh, along his, his career. So wow. I, did, I unfortunately did not get to see him. Uh, which is one of the things that I always wanted to do, but yeah. that's that's besides the point. Um, we've got one more person that we're going to talk to that I'm really excited about. Yeah. Uh, writer for the Paducah Sun. Mm-hmm. Covers a lot of regional sports here in Western Kentucky. Yes, he does. Uh, we are going to be joined right now by uh, the one and only Edward Marlowe. Is it okay if we call you Ed, or what do you prefer? Uh, you know, honestly, I use Edward as the byline for the Paducah Sun in French just because it looks... You know, it looks meaty. It looks regal. Sure. Uh, but Ed, Ed is totally fine. As a matter of fact, I'll give you a little secret about this. I grew up through high school in Trigg County, Katie's Kentucky. I grew up as Ed Allen, which Ed? might be the most podunk southern thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Ed Allen. It's yeah. it's up there for sure. But yeah. uh, Ed Allen. <laughs> That's a great that's a great place to start the story. But if you don't mind, just kind of introducing yourself uh, for the people that are that are listening to this episode today. Yeah, uh, my name is uh, Ed Marlowe. I am the sports editor of the Paducah Sun. Uh, regional coverage uh, begins with Murray State uh, and ends with a lot of uh, me traveling around trying to pick up first region anecdotes. So uh, that's uh, that's my nuts and bolts of the last five years of my career. And before yes. that, I was at the Murray Later in Times. So. And you've done you've done a wonderful job wherever you've been. Absolutely, uh, I've been been a big fan. I've always read your stuff, uh, and we're we're happy that you've joined us for this episode. I appreciate that. Thank you. So we just have a couple questions for you as far as this whole Kobe thing goes. We're just trying to offer a bunch of different perspectives. We've talked to, uh, you could say, the casual sports fan. We talked to a female athlete here at Murray State. Talked to a former coach and teacher. And now we're getting the perspective of a, of a journalist and a sports writer. Uh, so we're, we're really excited about this. But DJ, I'll go ahead and ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, so you've been a journalist for a while now. Um, what, what did Kobe mean to you and and your writing as well as just the sports journalism world well i think the one thing that me personally i've always been uh i've tried to be selective about it um but the one thing that kobe does is he brings out what i would consider the sports hyperbole you know like when you like when you see something and you're like oh my god that's the greatest thing i've ever seen well sometimes you can be captured and a prisoner of the moment well uh, and that's happened to me, 
even personally, you know, with John Morant at Murray State over the last, you know, two, two and a half years. It was easy to be a prisoner of that moment. Like, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Well, Kobe Kobe made those moments, uh, even on national television, his interviews, some of his quotes, he made you a prisoner of the moment. And I don't necessarily think, like, that can be a bad thing as a journalist because you can get kind of caught up in, well, this is just the greatest thing I've ever seen. Well, then two weeks later, it's like, well, this is just the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. How do you value that? But Kobe just continually did great things both off and on the basketball court. And so sometimes the hyperbole becomes the normal. Um, and you just learn to navigate that as a journalist, like, well, what were the good things Kobe was doing? And then there were the imperfect things Kobe was doing uh, early in his career and late that, you know, every human's imperfect. And so as a journalist trying to find the balance between who somebody really is versus what they're trying to be, when you're navigating that in your story, that, that can be a challenge. And, and Kobe presented that challenge to writers every day. Definitely. But it also brings, uh, you know, juxtaposing those two things also brings out some interesting uh, thoughts and and offers a lot of different insights as far as uh, what what you can learn from Kobe. Um, and I we were told that you were a Celtics fan, right, growing up. So uh, is there any sort of uh, hatred? Because we, we know that the, it's impacted a lot of people that were Kobe Bryant fans, maybe people that were mild Kobe Bryant fans. But what about someone uh, that was maybe even rooting against him? What would you what would you say? What, what did Kobe mean to you? I mean, if you think about it, I mean, he took a championship away from the Boston Celtics. I mean, if you really think about that game seven, you know, I mean, that that Boston Celtics team with, you know, KG and Paul Pierce, the truth. I, I, Paul Pierce had a great quote even today, guys, that said the truth doesn't exist without Paul Pierce. That's like saying the Joker doesn't exist if Batman's not real. You know what I'm saying? Like that, yeah. like that, that yin and that yang, like there wasn't a rivalry between Paul Pierce and Kobe unless Kobe is talented, you know, like exactly. the way that he was. So I personally, I thought the one championship that that Celtics group was able to come away with under Doc Rivers was terrific. That was an incredible series with the Lakers. Uh, mm-hmm. They went back and forth. Um, and they had, they've had they always had a great rivalry, period. The Celtics and the Lakers are two longtime proud franchises. Um and Kobe right. certainly brought another chapter to that. And, uh, I, uh, yeah, I might have loathed his turnaround jumper, his fade <laughs> away, and, you know, his really, honestly, almost a carbon copy look of Michael Jordan. And I don't I don't want to get into the argument of who's the greatest right. because, yeah. you know, LeBron's in that conversation. <laughs> Will, Will Chamberlain, so on. The conversation of the greatest basketball player, basketball player of all time is, should be just another podcast for you guys. Absolutely. <laughs> we might – we, we, we just might. Certainly in that conversation. You know, I mean, this is a guy that was north of 33,000 points um, who did everything for the Lakers um, alongside a lot of different Lakers. It wasn't, you That's know, right. the same crew. And, and, and it was re- you had to respect it. Even if you didn't like it, you had to respect it. That's exactly it. We've, we've touched on that a little bit, and a lot yeah. of people have, have uh, given the same input there. And you wrote a great piece in the talking about the Paducah Sun. You wrote a great piece in the Paducah Sun this past week about how the tragedy stirred memories. Um, can you describe to those listening? Uh, we don't want to steal any, you know, of your thoughts away from your brilliant writing. But could you maybe describe to those that are listening right now to the podcast uh, the memories that were brought back to the attention of, of everyone in the world? Let's 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 back it up a little bit. I do appreciate it. Not brilliant writing. Um, I, it was just, it was, it was a personal narrative. I, I actually didn't put it in print. Um, I, I, I wrote it at two o'clock in the morning, kind of just 
reflecting on it. I will be completely honest. I had actually forgotten that I went to see that game because mm-hmm. over the last nine, ten years, I've just seen a lot of different sporting events. And I, I hadn't forgotten that I'd gone to Memphis, but I'd just forgotten, oh, man, I actually saw Kobe live. And so I was in my early 20s. Uh, I think I was just, you know, reaching the I-can-drink-beer age uh, legally. Beautiful and, age, yes. Yeah, it's a beautiful, you know, time to, to, to be alive at that point. So, um, broke college student. I wrote a little bit about that. Some friends of mine, uh, convinced me that I needed to spend the remaining $25, $30 in my bank account and get a corner seat at the FedEx Forum, uh, 2008, yeah, that, that early January and, uh, just go see Kobe Bryant play. He was obviously the closest he can get to Murray, not being Chicago or Indianapolis. Right. And yeah. so, you know, we go and I didn't even remember the box score. I knew the Lakers won, but the number one thing that I wrote about and the number one thing that I truly did remember once I realized, man, I, I actually had seen Kobe play was just the magnetism that he had. We were in a corner seat opposite of the visitor's tunnel. And I just remember Kobe walking out of the visitor's tunnel and everybody, whether they were a Memphis fan or a Laker fan, just being drawn to that visitor's door mm-hmm. and him waving to fans and whipping his towel and riling up Grizzlies fans. The Grizzlies, I mean, Pau Gasol was on that Grizzlies team before he had joined the Lakers later right? Um, right. as a big part of that trade. As a matter of fact, I believe he was traded later that season um, as the Lakers made the run to uh, another championship. Uh and actually, that was a championship against uh, the uh, the Boston Celtics since they lost that year in away. And so, you know, it ended up being this situation where somehow in, in like, the recesses of my mind, that was brought back to me. And it just came up again. Like, man, I, I, I saw Kobe Bryant play. I mean, he went, I mean, a, a measly 8 for 22. But, I mean, he <laughs> still had 20. I mean, 8 for 22. He still shot almost 40%. You know, I mean, he had six assists, five steals. You know, just took over a right. game. And just whatever he did was fluent and mesmerizing. Uh, and, and I think everyone, I think, at one point wanted to see him in person. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that to me, I mean, I had no, I have no money now. But I had <laughs> no money then. Like, so to pony up, I mean, seriously, we were in the nosebleeds. Like, so, I mean, pony up 35, 40 bucks when I could have used that 35 or 40 bucks to go to, like, I don't know, Winslow for a month. I just was, you know, to see Kobe do that. And, I mean, this is not too terribly long after he put up 81 against right, the, yeah. hap- the hapless Toronto Raptors. You know, <laughs> right. I, just, I mean, he went off for 55 in the second half, and you're just like, are you kidding me? Like, the last guy to do this was Wilt Chamberlain 30 years ago. And so just unbelievable stuff. But, I mean, that's just a micro – that's just a micro snapshot of, of what Kobe was able to do career and and again it was really cool to see both fan bases so drawn to a player in that way mm-hmm. um, you don't see that very often and it's the number one thing that surfaced you know in my mind uh late sunday night uh when hearing of his passing right and i think everybody's just been so cool to talk to so many different people and, and including dj and myself just all these different ways that you remember kobe like oh i saw him play or or maybe you saw him play on television even just even something right. anything involving him uh, it's it's I feel like everything or you can learn something from everything that uh, Kobe Bryant was involved with. No, absolutely. And I, the crazy thing about it is for me, I mean, I think we've all had the wastebasket 
you know, the trash can in our house. Exactly. Everybody mm. has had that. Everybody has done a turnaround fadeaway into the wastebasket. And I mean, yelled Kobe. Hasn't. Right. And yelled Kobe. And you know what? Some of us have missed a lot of those shots, guys. I missed those shots. A lot of them. It's why I'm writing about basketball and not playing it. Um, but <laughs> That's why I we find ourselves most, talking, yes. Yeah, exactly. Talking about it instead of actually doing it. But <laughs> I, I think for me, the number one takeaway uh, from Kobe Bryant and his career I honestly, is is what has come out over the last couple of days. And this is a guy who, you know, when I first heard about it, it's another one of those moments. I won't forget where I was when I heard about it. I was, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with friends drafting some Stratomatic baseball. And, <laughs> um, you know, I, Kobe was – he was supposed to be an ambassador uh, of the game for the next 40 years. And right. Yeah. I think, for me, the toughest part about it, uh, yeah, we didn't know this guy. I, I, I know that. I've had people clamoring on my social media. You didn't, who knows Kobe? It doesn't matter. He's just another guy. Why, why can't we? You know, the interconnectivity that we have now with social media and the way that Kobe was able to reach out to people and just continue. I, I just thought he was going to be the Bill Russell of the Lakers. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He was supposed to get gray. On those sidelines, he was supposed to have 15 more years of conversations with Jack Nicholson mm-hmm. and all those Lakers fans, and, 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 and he was supposed to watch Gianna. That's the more heartbreaking part. Definitely. Right. Kobe, Kobe was able to live out 41 years of his life and push out as much energy and passion into the world as possible. His daughter was 13. You know, she was supposed to go play for UConn, you know, and yeah. Gino Ariema, you know, or whoever takes on that next that next mantle as head coach there. She was supposed to go play college basketball, you know, hopefully at UConn and, and go to the WNBA. She was supposed to do that. And that's, that's the sad thing is like, it's just all sad that it's, it's, there's no silver lining to it. It's just something that has happened and we all have to move past this strange connection that we had with Kobe and, and the possibilities that were in Gianna's future and mm-hmm. uh, the loss of everyone that was involved in that, in that tragedy. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a, it's just a hurt. And for the rest of the families, I mean, that's about right. family and, and everybody else in the helicopter. It's just a, it's a terrible accident and it's, uh, it's just really unfortunate. So. But it's also been great because we've, a lot of things have come out. A lot of people have been able to tell their stories and that's why we decided yep. to do this podcast and we were unsure of whether or not we should maybe, uh, do this topic, cover it in a serious way, but it's been really interesting to get the perspective of all these different people, and we really appreciate you uh, chiming in and giving us uh, some great stories and some great insight on on the subject. Yeah, anytime, guys. And, and, and like I said, I think, you know, I, it was crazy. Uh, earlier this week, I was at a St. Mary uh, Murray boys basketball game, and Keaton Elliott's little brother, Keaton, plays for St. Mary. He's a key reserve for them. Yes. Uh, for the Vikings, who are having a pretty solid season this year at 12 and 9 mm-hmm. at this moment. And, and Keaton Elliott's little brother has got Keaton Elliott's old Laker, old Kobe Bryant 24 jersey on. I uh, was able yeah. to, you know, snap a photo of it. I was pretty taken by it. You know, here's a kid that's probably five, six, seven years old donning a Kobe Bryant jersey. You right. know, it's no different. It's the same type of legacy that Jordan gave my generation. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm 34. You know, I not quite boomer status, but, you know, still <laughs> not right. quite millennial status. I'm in this weird tweener. I don't know where I feel like I'm supposed to be staged. You've gotten a little bit of the best of both worlds, though. One one is hoping. But Jordan, <laughs> Jordan, Jordan was, you know, my generation. I grew up watching Jordan on Christmas Day. Like, that's what I grew up doing. 
the the guys and gals you know just under me in mid mid to late twenties they got Kobe, you right. know, and those are those are the guys that are going to go to the next generation. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, good lord, let's let's relate it even closer. I mean, John, John Morant had just gotten a signed jersey from Kobe Bryant. From Kobe, Kobe was yeah. taking notice of him and what he was able to do mm-hmm. uh, just in his short time in college basketball. That's what Kobe. I think that's what I'm more frustrated about more than anything is I was ready for Kobe to be on talk shows. I was ready for Kobe to spend time breaking the game down and analyzing and perhaps being a color commentator or doing a podcast yes. or something like that in which he breaks down the game. And we're not going to get that brilliant mind anymore. That's the part to me more than anything. It's rough, As a yeah. journalist, that's, that's hard for me. You know, we're not going to get those, those breakdowns, those players' tribunes from Kobe anymore and that's what's been so strange is that you know he wasn't even on television that often anymore uh but it's just the it's just the sheer fact that the possibility of him ever being like you said a a commentator or having a podcast or writing another book all of that is 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 you know gone Mm -hmm. Uh, you can't get it back and so that's the that's the heartbreaking part of it it's information that we're just not going to have at our fingertips exactly yeah uh, but we, we do have a lot of information as far as this podcast. We've packed it full, and you've done a great job adding to it, and we really appreciate you uh, you know, making the call yeah, and taking some time out of your day. Yeah, anytime. I really appreciate the time, guys, and but, uh, yeah, look forward to hearing it. And a quick plug for you. Anybody that's listening to the podcast, make sure to read uh, anything that Edward Marlowe or Ed Marlowe writes. Mm-hmm. And I also know you're you're a common uh, guest on another podcast, correct? If you wanted to plug anything, this is your time. Yeah, no, I actually, uh, Neil Bradley, the voice of the Murray State Racers, uh, longtime employee and news director and sports director of WNBS and uh, Froggy 103.7. Uh, yeah, he and I do a weekly podcast. We've done one for about three and a half, four years now. And uh, we really talk about a lot of different stuff. We talk about sports we talk about star wars uh we talk about television shows uh but we mostly talk about racer athletics and regional angles um mm-hmm. for high school sports so that's uh it's a good time it's a and it's a good listen it's a good oh, listen. We, and i appreciate it and i think we have two listeners right now dave winder <laughs> and uh, uh murray state sid and assist, uh, assistant athletic director and uh, eric frederick yeah, Eric Frederick. It's two two very prestigious listeners, but if you'd like to be the third listener, we'd appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, maybe even uh, some sort of podcast crossover would be in the future. That might be something that we could look into. Oh, that'd be terrific. Neil Neil yeah. would love that, actually. Yeah, I Neil think, would I think, love that. We, think, we've got to set that up. I think we'd all benefit from it, so we'll, we'll look into that. But again, thank you, Edward, for uh, stopping in with us and, and giving us some, some great insight on the subject. Yeah, anytime. So that was really interesting, and I think it was it was really cool to see all of those different people, all, all the people that were affected and impacted by Kobe Bryant in some way. Yeah. We were able to voice our opinions, too. Of course, we were looking at maybe making this podcast uh, 24 minutes and 8 seconds long. We're a little bit over. Just a tad. Just a Just smidge. a tad. Yes, but is there anything that you want to say as far as, you know, in closing uh, about Kobe Bryant? Uh, just thank you, I guess. Right. Um, I, that may not make a lot of sense to some people, but uh, no, he's he's something that, like, as is somebody who's getting into coaching, uh, it's, it's something that I can point to and, and kind of uh, show as a model and right. use as, as an exhibit of what hard work and just intense focus and, and surrounding yourself with the right people will, will do definitely, for you. Definitely, definitely. 
Um, and, and I'll go ahead and close it. This is this is from the both of us. Yeah. But I'll go ahead and close it by uh, saying <clears throat> saying this. Excuse me. Kobe Bryant, five-time NBA champion, 18-time All-Star, two-time gold medal Olympic athlete, and Academy Award winner. More importantly, Kobe Bryant was a father, husband, an icon that transcended the sports landscape, which brought him into the lives of so many. Those who looked up to him as an idol, a superhero, are now left with an indescribable and gaping void within themselves. It is hard to explain the feeling of loss because even though many of us were never given the chance to meet him or even see his greatness in person, we all inexplicably lost someone that we loved. The world said goodbye to him four years ago as he left the game of basketball, and that was excruciating enough. He was supposed to be this generation's aging superstar, growing old slowly and allowing us to reminisce on the good times as time marched on. Kobe was one of the greatest individuals to ever interact with the game of basketball, but it is now the images of him as a father that are digging deep into the souls of everyone around the world. A man who had given so much to his sport, seamlessly transitioned into a figure that all fathers can relate to and all future parents can strive to become. The tragedy that took the lives of all those on board the helicopter on the 26th of January is immensely saddening and heartbreaking. For Kobe and his daughter Gianna, the pain stings and lingers because two bright lights of both the present and future were extinguished unfairly and far too soon. The world has stopped, but time continues to move, as it always cruelly does. Today we are left with the messages of Mamba mentality and profound wisdom to live life to its fullest, dedicate yourself to your passion, and never lose sight of your goals. His life as an athlete, as a father, and in everything that he set out to do is a model for everyone to look towards for inspiration. Fans everywhere thank Kobe for dedicating his life to his dreams, whether it was being the best player, the best creator, or the best father. We can now only thank Kobe for everything that he shared with us and for teaching us to be the best versions of ourselves. Whether you realize it or not, there is Mamba mentality in all of us. And we usually close the episode of the podcast by saying take it easy. But today deserves a more appropriate call to action. Great things come from hard work and perseverance, and there are no excuses. Don't take it easy. Go out and take control. This has been All You Need to Know. If you have a topic you would like to hear about, message us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email at allyouneed2no00 at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And tune in every Wednesday because here at AYN2K, we've got you covered.